April 6, 2021. It's the Watch for Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Tuesday. Uh, started off with John Coltrane, but not for me. And then Project Daywalker. Brand new piece. Yeah. Gabor and Barna over there in Hungary have been uh, not sitting on their hands feeling sorry for themselves. They're making music, man. They're making big, epic pieces. And this newest one is called, or latest one, I should say, uh, I'm making pigs jealous. In the first part, we played off John Coltrane there, the deepest dive. Project Project Daywalker is what they call their project because, uh, yeah, it came out of uh, the experience. So you can go back in the archives, and there's two Watt from Pedro shows featuring both these cats. So here's third time around. It's beautiful. Uh, welcome aboard, uh, Gabor. Welcome aboard, Barna. Hey, thanks very much for hanging us again. You deserve. You too, Barda. Don't be shy. Now, Bar yeah, my Hungarian is pretty shitty, so Gabor's going to help out with Barda. Yeah, we'll let them for the translation. So, so let, let's 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 talk about how, like, chapter three of the uh, situation, COVID nineteen uh, kind of uh, situation that the, the these pieces got born out of it. So, this is the third time around. 
It is, it is. Uh, well, let me just try and sum it up how it went. So first, we just wanted to uh, make one uh, song with Barney, who was my drummer in my previous band. And it turned out to be a lot more than this. So two albums later, we were sitting in Barney's kitchen and uh, he shows me this piece like he says, all right, I'm going back to my own thing. Uh, this is an instrumental project. Uh, uh, actually, that is the original Daywalker. Um, it is Barney alone and uh, he's making some ambient sounds in it. And Project Daywalker became with me as a singer. Uh, but it will be extended by two other musicians soon. So we can possibly also bring this uh, in front of an audience, maybe just uh, perform the, the songs live. Uh, that's a dream at least. But yeah, so we're sitting in this kitchen, he shows me this piece and uh, accidentally I just wrote some lyrics that day and I started singing them and um, they fitted so well. So we went to the studio and started recording the third album. And uh, this was the first uh, song, Deepest Dive, that he showed me back then. Um, it's it's a complicated song because it's really long, I find. It's like uh, almost nine minutes. So it's great for an instrumental piece if you're listening uh, alone or on the internet. But it's not the great album start that we were hoping for. And Barney convinced me that we should keep it as a first song because it was the first song. But it's about uh, my experience um, meeting a friend in the in the states actually, uh, who was who was struggling with his identity. He, he went through an identity crisis back then. He was uh, questioning his fate. He was questioning his uh, preferences, um, his desires, and we talked about this oh, it, um, almost on a daily basis while having some beers in Mexico. So yeah, that's how it came. And that's what I remembered when I wrote this. You know the real name of Mexico, right? Uh, which is? The United States of Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Unidas, Estado Unidas, right? De, de Mexico. And so when you said the states, well, they got, now they don't have 50. I think they got 33 or 35. Fuck, I'm an idiot. But it, it ain't 50. That don't make uh -huh. it, That don't make them any worse, but... Uh, if you had the beers in Mexico, where, where, where in the U.S. were you? Um, I went there uh, when I was having my own identity crisis, uh, funny enough. Um, and I started to work for a company uh, selling artworks on cruise ships. And uh, I just wanted to be alone and apart uh, from, from my home and everywhere that I belong to and, you know, find myself in the distance somewhere. And uh, yeah, so we were traveling all around uh, the coast. Uh, first, you know, I started in uh, in Florida, uh, Miami, East Coast. Then I went, yeah, and then when I went up to Boston, uh, traveled through Bermuda and um, the northern parts, and then came back down to Miami. Went to Key West, Mexico, and uh, yeah, the Bahamas. Yeah, all these all these fun places. It okay. was really nice. Yeah, I got it. You know, I have very little experience in Caribbean and Bahamas and stuff. I would love to, one day, one way. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So the, the character in the piece is kind of a, a parallel to your own trip in a way? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. You know, uh, Hungary, I know, has a cruise ship industry too, but it's like the Danube, right? 
Oh, well, we have uh, very little uh, in terms of uh, sailing or, or ship industries, but we had um, a sea um, port once in our long history of having certain places and losing them a few years later. Uh, Slovene and uh, Croatia. Yeah. It's all lost of the country. God, we had a, a, some uh, fart farting out with the uh, internet connection there. No, but uh, but these cruise ship things, uh, uh, they're, they're like big barges on the Danube. Uh, maybe you don't call it the Danube, you call it Donau, or is that German? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Donau is German for Danube, yeah, yeah. but we call it. <laughs> We call it tuna, so it has many names. Okay, okay, but it's like a fucking Mississippi. I mean, you know, it's like Rhine or a big, big river in Europe, right? And I've That's heard, long, really, yeah, yeah, and I've heard about these cruise ship tours, so I was kind of relating it to uh, the cruise ship thing here, kind of a little bit. Uh, okay, okay. So the deepest dive. When we say that, that means getting really serious. So, so you spending time here, you learn some of the slang then. Well, I I spent a lot of time with the English language, and uh, because I'm I'm normally um, a linguist, but in different areas. I, I'm I'm a Germanist. I studied French, but English I learned just by you know listening to a lot of music when I was a kid. Yeah, deep dive like is like the new the latest kind of uh, aphorism that way is down the rabbit hole. You know, like yeah. it's it's like getting serious about a subject. Uh, so yeah, it could mean a skin diver <laughs> going down, to, to, but but it's a metaphor, huh? And uh, so so the piece has a lot of metaphor. Yeah, it's 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 quite uh, filled with them, uh, unlike many of the other pieces, which were simpler and also shorter and more literal. But, now, now, how'd you explain this with Barney? Because he brings the music and you fit the metaphor. And did you ask permission or? Uh, we were sitting at the kitchen table having a couple of beers together. You know, there are no uh, question when you reach a certain level that you are going to make uh, music together, in my opinion. So he would just showed me this. He wanted to share it as his own piece. But I said, like, hey, Barney, you know, I got these lyrics. Shouldn't we just give it a try? And he was like, oh, we made two albums. I thought it's the end of it. But apparently <laughs> it's not. And the fourth is coming, too, so... Yeah, so he's a very liberal, very open with his music, but also open with the lyric, the libretto, and uh, yeah, the spiel. I want to play the Moth Collector. There's a couple of collectors in this piece.
Thank you. 
Pedro show. We just heard uh, the second part of Making Pigs Jealous, Project Day Walker, The Moth Collector, and Tobacco, brand new album Mr. Tom's got out of Pittsburgh, Sorority, which people know, right? Sister Sorella. Guided by Voices, brand new Bob Pollard, Test Pilot, uh, Wharton's Expanding Jazz Band, uh, Wharton Tears, incredible drummer man, also had a studio many years in Manhattan. I got to record there with Bob Quine and uh, Lee Ronaldo doing Freeze out, Bobby Dylan's song. Steve Shelley on the drum. Can't remember the organ guy. I'm so sorry. 
Bombas, well, anyway, he's got a new record where he's got recordings from friends like Glenn Branca and Thirst and shit. And this is called Manhattan. Bombas printed after that, smooth, Sheet Smoother. Uh, he did about 5,000 songs in <laughs> 40 years, maybe five gigs. That, and they're still going and they're still finding more stuff. Yeah, incredible cats. And fi uh, Hands Rotten out of Switzerland with Bloody Esque. Finally, Project Daywalker with Part 3. And this is, I guess, the title song, Making Pigs Jealous? It is, yeah. Uh, enlighten us, Gabor. Um, well, the pig uh, metaphor is, is um, basically what started the whole thing. Um, I had a childhood memory of a pig slaughter. Not sure if you have these in the U.S. at all. Uh, here, here we we just gathered, like the whole family and friends gathered uh, on a winter eve, and uh, they stay together in the house. And very early in the morning, they wake up like four a.m. And the pig already knows what's coming. Uh, yeah, and they take the pig, uh, they just uh, stab it in the neck, and the blood is everywhere in the snow. Uh, right. You know, it's it's a very strong picture or a strong <laughs> image. And uh, me as a child, I had to witness this. And uh, I'm not not saying I'm scarred for life, but you know, it's it was like everyone seemed to enjoy this a lot, whereas I felt they should be shocked instead. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this memory started something uh, that probably I don't know, 35 years later, uh, came into fruition. Did Barty and have then, a? Did Barty go through an experience like that too? Does every Hungarian cat? I will ask him, uh, Barney. Te voltál kiskorodban disznóvágáson? Láttál disznót vérezni? Igen, persze. Mi felénk nagyon nagy mi hagyománya volt ennek a disznóvágásnak. Nagyapám még minden évben vágtak, vagy kétszer tavasszal és télen is. Mi így gyerekként nagyon szerettük, mert reggel már ropogott a hús, meg sült a tepertő, meg ettük a sült vért, meg ilyen hasonló yeah. dolgok. Úgyhogy át, átérzem teljes mértékben a disznóvágásnak a feelingét. So yeah, Barney is a country boy, so uh, they, they, were, they were slaughtering pigs left and right. No, it's actually, <laughs> you know, no family could afford this. This is really like a big event, uh, like normally once a year, but uh, you have delicacies like uh, blood uh, with onions, and basically every part of the pig is getting uh, on the table. Oh, yeah, well, that's where barbecue comes from here. It's poor people food. And, you know, here in Pedro, uh, when I got here, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of different communities, right? And the, the Polynesian cats, especially Hawaii, Samoa, they, they, now they don't murder the pig, but they already get them. And then they have a big roast. They bury them, huh? And uh, mm -hmm. with, with the palm leaves and stuff. And like the, 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 the big dude of the party, he gets to eat the first thing, which is chowing the snout, huh? The end of the nose. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. They did. <laughs> They also eat the, the snout, they eat the ears, everything, literally. Um, we have also a thing called pig cheese, which means every leftover uh, part of the pig is getting all together in this uh, pot and it's getting frozen because, yeah, remember it's still winter. So they just put this out and as it freezes, they just eat it with like a spoon or something. <laughs> I, I, 
this is this is like uh, beautifully savage. I, yeah. I, I, I can't enjoy it. And we should t also discuss a little bit about the part before it, the Moth Collector. Uh, Off-air people, Gabor was enlightening the fact that, yeah, nobody collects moths, they collect butterflies. But then I hipped him to the fact that actually the, 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 the silkworm, which ain't a worm, it's actually a stage of the moth over there in Asia that it makes all the silk we get the, from the cocoons, huh? Gah. There's another name, yes, but it's a, a it's such an amazing analogy that you yeah, just yeah. And uh, God, the, the most beautiful cloth on the planet, right? Comes from like we all we don't want to collect that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really like it's coming from moths are are really considered pretty ugly, right? So everyone goes for the butterfly yeah. and collects them. Nobody cares for the little moth. Although the moth is is a very interesting uh, species since uh, it comes out at night, right, and, right, uh, and it's really attracted to the flame, and uh, that's how it finds its uh, faith normally. You know, so, it'll, uh, it'll it'll eat your wool of your coats, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we got these things right to try to stop them, some kind of like smell where they don't like, and we got a terrible joke about this. Have you ever smelled mothballs? Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, but not those ones. I'm not sure about this. Yeah, well, usually when I get an affirmative answer, well, well how did you keep from breaking its little legs? <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking terrible joke. Yeah. Explain yes, it to Barney. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, April 6, 2021 edition. Watt Pedro Show special uh, guest, Gabor Barney from uh, Project Daywalker. Hold tight for hour two. April 6, 2021. It's the second hour. A lot for Pedro Show.
woman up to the day, shot me hooks by the arm. You had a chance to sleep till dawn. Climbing gears, can you stop? Filling my ears with tangled talk. Oh my eyes, what I wanna see. What to become when there's no me?
Life for Pedro show. Started the second hour off with the fourth part of Making Pigs Jealous. Project Daywalker. Grinding gears. Uh, and it's not about uh, being terrible at shifting your tranny people. Although that's got du- double meanings nowadays too, huh? <laughs> everything. Ben, <laughs> everything. Every, duplicit language. Ben Soller after that from Tasmania with Live in Japan, a piece called Captigan Dancer. The Mother Collector from Project Daywalker. This is part five. I did Not Moth, but Mother. And I, I think I cut Gabor off, but he was mentioning Moths are attracted to light. Same way that people, maybe uh, something with the spiritual dimension, right, are t- attracted. I'll, I'll let you explain in just a second. Uh, Namahaga, which is Brother uh, Shige's side project, Bathascaf, uh, which can go way down, right? I think Mariana's Trench, 29,000 feet, a little bit. And finally, uh, the sixth part of Making Pigs Jealous, Death Camp Wedding, Project Daywalker. So so uh, we got three parts there. Uh, Gabor, bring. Yeah, so starting with Grinding Gears. Um, I think it happened in February when I lost a lot of sleep. Uh, I literally couldn't sleep. You know, this... Uh, whole year or even more than that uh, that you I'm not sure how it is in the U- United States but most of us uh, spent almost a year at home and uh, people are working from home here you are you're barely leaving your own uh, bedroom and uh, it changes things so you sleep whenever you feel like it and you work whenever you want because nobody nobody watches you anymore uh, like in an office or something so I was really experiencing um, like my life uh, rhythm, a biorhythm changed a lot. And uh, I was awake at night and I fell asleep at 2 p.m. So it was really weird. And uh, I lost a lot of sleep. And one of these nights I woke up around like 3 a.m. And I started writing uh, this song, listening to Barney's uh, musical piece he sent over because that's how he, how he rolls. He just sends me a couple of songs. Like he, whenever he writes one, he's silent for for like a week, and then he just jumps at me like, "Here's here's a new song. Listen to it." And uh, then I start listening, and uh, sooner or later I write some lyrics. So yeah, grinding gears is um, is an important song uh, to me because I think uh, you basically build your life around your fears and your addictions. And one of my biggest fear fears is the fear of loss. Well, when you feel like you have something, but you're, you're really afraid to let it go and you, you probably have to. Yeah, and uh, Grinding Gears is, is, is a complex song. I don't really wanna dive any deeper than that, but this is my ultimate fear. You know, uh, when Barty gives you the music and then you put words on it, you give them, yeah. you give him the words to like integrate with the music, right? So, does he use this for the next chapter of music that he writes? Yeah, I think we influence each other constantly. Like he, um, he told me many times that I speak the words to his uh, to his musical notes, and it's it's like um, an unholy alliance. I don't know. Now, it now, really now, goes can really you? Well. Do, 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 do you, can, can he, 
because he doesn't know English very well. So do you give him a Hungarian translation? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. When we record a song, uh, and more often than not, we actually write the song on, on the spot together in the rehearsal. Okay. And then I just ask his opinion about lyrics or I translate them so he understands what's going on. Because the way you fit the words to the music is great, man. Your singing is great, and his music's great. And the way it comes together, it's, it's, it's so interesting. So the, the Mother Collector, does this relate to the Moth Collector? Yeah, it does. It's, it's the second piece after the uh, Moth Collector was already done. And I was thinking, like, uh, what more can come to this? And, uh, you know, it's like uh, good, bad, or best moth mother and uh whatever comes uh, after this uh no it's like uh, you know every every animal uh, is is an analogy to a certain state uh, of mind here and uh, mostly to humans like uh, i i heard this quite often that people say that uh, the closest in the animal kingdom uh, to humans apart from the apes of course uh, are the pigs yeah yeah they're very smart yeah, and uh, this is interesting because we slaughter them, although I'm not sure if they're aware of this because they spend their, their little lives in, the, in these tables mm -hmm. and whenever they're fat enough, they, you know, somebody comes with this knife and just puts them in the neck. So, um, and you know they get fatter than they'd ever get in nature. Yeah, 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 because we, we do our best to achieve that. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of humanity... Something pretty inhumane with Death Camp. Oh, yeah, that was a questionable title, uh, to say the least, uh, because it, has, it doesn't refer to the, to the Holocaust or any, in any way. I wasn't really thinking of that uh, whatsoever, because um, when I showed this to a friend uh, who lives in England, uh, she just told me, like, Jesus Christ, you cannot keep this title. I said, why? She goes, like... Because of the Holocaust. And I was like, but it's not about the Holocaust. And there are death camps in many other, uh, you know, facilities, ways, regions, countries. It's not just, uh, but of course, the Holocaust is a terrible thing. But, you know, there are death camps in, in, in Asia and, and in South America and in Hungary and whatever. So um, this is not about a uh, death camp, uh, like in, in Germany or, so, or something, but this ever, is just... Uh, you ever hear of Andersonville? Pardon me? Andersonville. Never. That was well, during well, our civil you know, of civil war, funny funny word, because it was not too civil. Uh, it was 150 years, and it was a prison of war camp that got turned, they, they, they call it that. But some people say, oh, that's just because they lost, and you were running death camps too. And so I, uh, I understand yeah, about this moral ambiguity. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I think uh, we should be able to discuss any topic. You know, uh, we should be able to talk about certain problems. If somebody feels like uh, this title is offensive, let's just talk about it. But it's not. Um, this is based on Barney's uh, mad guitar riffs. Uh, and uh, the whole lyrics are uh, just business formal, which is uh, because I worked in offices most of my life and I hated it. And um, <laughs> the whole, not really. You, you no, I believe you. I believe you. 
<laughs> you have to write an email to somebody you don't even know uh, using expressions. It's a very boring job, but yeah, yeah. you can have. Uh, it's a lot of nice... front. It's a lot of front, and then cubicle politics, which are the most disgusting. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Here, and I you want... can get. I'm sorry. You can get trained to do so, and uh, this I translated into uh, a relationship. So. Uh, the song is about being in a questionable emotional place under not the most ideal circumstances. If you know oh, what I mean. yeah. That makes good sense. Okay, surgery sleep, next part.
trust anyone who counts the months you handed me the years like folded flags on the
For Pedro show started that chunk off with surgery sleep. Oh, that's the uh, seventh part. Uh, making pigs jealous. Peace. Aruba Avua. Nanon day three. About time. The eighth part. Project Daywalker. And finally, Project Daywalker with the ninth part. Pigs and jealous. Make making pigs jealous. Command prompt is a lie. See, command prompt like CLI stuff before uh, GUI. Well, to me, it was. Should I uh, talk about command prompt? Yeah, no, prompt? no. I, I just thought of that now. CLI versus GUI. I mean, people don't even realize that, but that was a big deal in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, this is also about the eighties. Oh, okay, okay. But but let's let's start with the first one: surgery sleep. Yeah, well, uh, the titles were were really coming uh, quite hard for for the whole album, and. Um, Apart from a couple of uh, the songs like The Deepest Dive was was quite uh, easy. But then I named most of the songs uh, later on as we, you know, as the whole uh, concept came uh, together. But Surgery Sleep, uh, it's an an experiment um, with some words and some uh, vocal tracks. Um, I wrote the main part of these lyrics while waiting for a bus that seemed like it will never come <laughs> at the time. It was it was hard because I had all the time to think about my my sister who was in a hospital having a, a sort of a life-saving uh, operation, a surgery. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, it was dark times. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, she got she got better, but right. I, I didn't know what's going on. And, you know, when somebody close to you has these sort of issues, you think about your own life as well. And especially, you know, the fear of loss, as I uh, mentioned before, is, is a strong thing. You know, it always so, com- you know, it always comes to my mind without even, you know, initiating the thought intercession of prayer, intercession of prayer, intercession of prayer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it comes from being a boy, you know, and. Uh, at mass or something, and it just gets him, and like, I'm just hoping, even though you realize, you know, I remember Georgie wrote a, a line in a Minutemen song, he says, hope for hope is only a prayer, uh-huh. and I've never gotten that, that's like from the punchline or something, I've never gotten that, George Hurley wrote a lot of the good Minutemen words, so did D. Boone, I, I wrote the filler, <laughs> I provided the filler. That <laughs> oh, was, was a clearly a fantastic band. It's really, it's really hard to, I mean, hard to think how high uh, you were marching if, if even was still alive. Like uh, that was that was a great band for sure. Well, I can relate to that situation there with your sister, and and, mm-hmm. and about time, about time when we use it over here, it's like I've been waiting, like for the bus, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a little wordplay in that. Uh, so it, it's really like about time, like, yeah, it was about time you came. Or um, 
but also the song is about time. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as I built up the lyrics, um, it is going through um, the problems of a relationship, uh, starting with uh, days and uh, weeks and months and years, um, and uh, the whole thing is getting emptier and emptier uh, as as you get along. Um, it was probably the second song that we made for the album. Uh, and at that point, the album looked real slow, as you can tell, because uh, yeah. The Deepest Dive is also a super slow song. I was kind of afraid, like, we are uh, like making, yeah, we are making like a candlelight album here. <laughs> but, you know, to p have fun with words like that, you have to have a command of the language. Like in my uh, first opera, I had one called Pedro Bound. So to be bound like you're headed towards, but it's also like you're chained around. Yes. Th yes. This is what's righteous about uh, a poetry or, or, or lyrics because you don't, it's, it's different than prose, you know? You don't have to uh, be so literal. Yeah, that's why I'm interested in learning languages. You know, I'm, I'm getting uh, a bit lazier lately, um, but since I have like more or less okay command of four so far. I was always looking for the fifth one and uh, I planned it was like uh, Japanese would be a great choice or <laughs> Russian because they are the really challenge, but yeah. now it's Romania. So I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, and that's one of the, that, that kind of is the hidden romance language. They always say Italy, Italian, French, Spanish, but actually Romanian is a romance because right from the Latin days, well, it is certainly for me. Yeah. Okay. And what about this last one here? Uh, well, it's not the last one, but it's uh, the next in line. Command prompt is a lie. Actually, it's it's getting uh, quite well together since it's um, it has a strong Romanian connection. Um, you know, in '89, uh, when that was a year when the Iron Curtain fell. Yeah. And uh, it was the time of most European revolutions and uh, all the countries were stepping up against the communist regime. And one by one, uh, you know, they got free. Yeah. And some nations did it quite uh, smoothly, others not so much. And uh, I was a kid sitting at my grandmother's uh, place waiting for my lunch. And uh, we had only one TV station. We had everything uh, controlled still by state, but one of each things. And uh, there was a broadcasting of, uh, of uh, Bucharest where there was like a trial of the Ceausescu's. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they, you know, there was quite a bloody revolution. Uh, he was the only uh, they... communist boss to get killed, him and his wife. Yes, yes, yes. They captured them and they were not thinking long. They, they executed them, I think, the same day. So there was a trial. We watched the trial and then we watched the execution broadcasted live in daytime, daytime television. Uh, so as I watched it as a kid, it kind of had the same effect on my young mind as the pig slaughters because everyone around me was, again, really happy. Well, it gave me nothing but nightmares, so... Ah. That was a thing, yeah. yeah, yeah and also, yeah. since since I went to Romania lately uh, a lot for Alina, um, we watched. I think on our first date, we watched the Ceausescu execution, oh, which which is quite sick. <laughs> now that I talk about it, but 
You know, that happens. I remember seeing, maybe this is right before he got arrested, right? He's trying to get away in a helicopter, and he's on the balcony, and him and his wife are, hey, my children. He's calling these people my children, you know? What's oh, wrong? yes, yes, that happened. <laughs> yeah. We're at the end of the second hour, April 6, 2021, Dishwap Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. April 6, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show. Once again, I watch you.
women Daydream about penis being in them Meet them with a big grin with a Mac-10 broke Katana and then I skin them All bait suit made out of white women With a red lipstick dancing in John Lennon With a red sweater jeans made out of blue denim Nigga catch me in a spot where the sun don't shine Bitch don't mind me, shake your hiney The only motherfucking wolf here to spit venom You're a bad bitch with a real good kitten And I got the appetite of them fat black women Wolf gang and this bitch with a bunch of rats with him Looking like the holocaust with some brain mats with him I am trying to get Miss Piggy by the motherfucking hairs of her chinny chin chin um what's that the cock of a black dude max the starter got the swag of a vacuum uh, fuck, fuck it. it i take her to the back room dungeon fighting and punching and now this slut is under the fucking assumption that i will be fucking and munching her muffin come will be bleeding but that's not from the time signature of the month um it's because i'm dracula bitch don't got problems smacking a bitch kidnapping attacking with acts and shit till i grab them throats and start smacking them shits i'm dracula bitch don't got a problem smacking a bitch kidnapping attacking with acts and shit till she decides to take Dracula's dick. Goddamn, I love bitches, especially when they only suck dick and wash dishes. Cook and clean and grant my wishes and make me and a wolf gang sandwiches. Transylvania crib, let's take a tour, bitch. Try getting through that black trap door. Keep yelling and working in vocal cords and that'll be more of a reason that you get slapped up before. That four trunks comfy. Fuck you. Fuck me, no fuck buffy. That little bitch keeps trying to hug me. Jumping over gates, what the fuck she want from me? She keeps sending me garlic. How many times I gotta tell her I'm allergic? I like your cake. Pull this Bailey Gate cake, bitch. I got a four bargain at the neighborhood Target. Things is sharp and I hope you know That all I really want from you is that throat I can't eat pussy cause I might leave cuts in his blood on my sheets But that might be a plus On the channel, a fucking animal Weaken like pairs of candles but bitches, it hard to handle And I don't want a bride, I just want bone marrow um, I'm Dracula, bitch Don't got a problem smacking a bitch Kidnapping, attacking with acts and shit Till I grab them throats and start smacking them shits I'm Dracula, bitch Don't got a problem smacking a bitch Kidnapping, attacking with acts and shit Till she decides to take Dracula's dick Bite her at her fucking neck Bite her at her fucking neck Bottom of the fucking leg Bottom of the fucking leg Call my gang of wolves a bat Call my gang of wolves a bat It's a full moon at night and these hoes ain't acting right. Cause I'm tracking a bitch.
Thought for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Okay, we're coming up on part 12. Once again, Project Daywalker, part 12 of uh, Making Pigs Jealous. Then Crane with uh, No Man's Lands, a remix. Yeah, it's come to him sending me his songs now <laughs> remixed. Okay, Crane, up in Idaho. My Doll's out of Houston with It's Too Hot for Revolution. A revolver flavor with Transylvania. Hey, there's a region not far from you. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Romanian connection, too. Yeah. Uh, Steve Abercrombie after that, Swamp Acid. And finally, talk about loot. Project Daywire, and, and I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming uh, Lou, Lou Reed? Yes, yeah, yes brother Lou. about Lou Reed. Yeah, big hero for me. Same here. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Uh, I mean, he wrote some shitty songs too, but he wrote some fucking great ones. Yeah, well, he didn't mind. I mean, I, I really like the attitude. Like, he wrote some albums that were very hard to listen to. <laughs> My old man. <laughs> oh boy or my that one about the joystick oh yeah 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 <laughs> you know but then some beautiful you know incredible mind blows you know yeah uh, but again then it had new sensation on the same album so you forgive him okay that's it new sensation that was it yeah uh but but even later on you know sometimes there's still a good one like kicks or the 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 blue mask, I mean oh, they're yeah, not they're not all velvet album. underground. Yeah, that, I mean the, he he went the whole distance, you know. He just kept doing it, and that, that's what's beautiful about it for me. But what about once? Let's go a little further back. Once again, uh, once again is a funny song. It's it's got almost discarded. Um, it's it's written uh, on a train right back from Romania, which was, you know, thanks to COVID, it was uh, instead of one hour by plane, it was 12 hours by train. <laughs> so so I spent uh, almost like three hours in uh, the abandoned art station, like, like two in the morning, and I was struggling not to fall asleep. Uh, it was a hard, hard ride. And um, we changed the pace of this song a couple of times because Barney... Uh, wrote the song in in a quite quick and fast uh, pace, and I wrote the lyrics like that. But then he was like, "Ah, oh, let's just slow this down." So we slowed it down completely. And then the third version, which is like what you hear right now, is uh, is like somewhere in the middle. Ah, so okay, let me get this straight. So Barney would give you music, but then sometimes he, after hearing your response with the lyrics, he would revise. Yeah, well, one can only wonder why. Maybe we well, can ask him. <laughs> well, yeah, ask him. Barney, it's like akkor. Igen. Figyelj már, az a kérdés, hogy uh, amikor megérsz egy számot, mint a Once Again, és uh, annak van egy ritmus, aztán azt utána visszalassított teljesen, és utána lesz egy harmadik verzió, ami felkerült a lemezre, az, az hogyan történik a fejedben? Visszatérsz a, a dalhoz, újra gondolod, vagy mi történik ott? Hát ennél a lemezni igazából úgy volt, hogy, 
hogy elég ismeretlen terep volt az egész, mert ugye ez nem, nem, nem ilyen hangszercentrikus zene, hanem inkább a billentyűkre, meg az effektre ment rá az egész, és akkor elég idegen volt a dobot megcsinálni rajta. Ez is sok számnál több verzió jött, és általában gyorsabb verziók voltak, de aztán valahogy, nem tudom, jobban tetszett a lassú, meg egy pár számnál, aztán a végén csak élő dobban lett feldobolva, mert valamiért a szempler nem adta azt a, azt a feelinget, azt az érzést, amit vártam volna. De igazából Nagyjából a számok 70%-ánál az első dob maradt, az a maradék 30 az, aminél vaciláltam, hogy, hogy az nem jó, és akkor ott volt két-három dob verzió. Nagyjából ennyi. Oh, uh, so this whole album to Barney was more or, more or less a discovery, because um, he's a drummer and a very good guitar player, but he never tried to play keyboards before. And uh, he went quite hardcore on keyboards and synth and loops and also electric uh, drum machines. So he programmed a lot of the drumming on this album first. And uh, eventually later on, he came back to revisit the song and he decided to put some live drums on them. I noticed this just... one. Yeah, I noticed this one had that. Yeah. So it's, um, it's quite an exper experiment for him as well, apparently. Well, that's great because the next part is called research. <laughs>
jedno i onda stvarno gotovo.
for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. We got the 14th part of Making P- uh, Pigs Jealous, but Project Daywalker, this is called Research. Then uh, Nick Francis and Tollum doing just the number one. Yeah, titles are hard, <laughs> I guess. Why, uh, why Stalka, Stalkla with uh, something live, Fists of Love. <laughs> That's a great title. Uh, Justice Yeldon out of Sydney with any more. Mike Cooper, Secret Mexican Beach. Wow. I kind of predicted without knowing it. Finally, Pyramids, the last part. You'll make a pig's jealous, Project Daywalker. Now, now uh, off-air people, Gabor enlightened me to the fact that actually the most important piece or part of the whole piece is talking about Luke. Yeah, well, to me at least. Uh, not sure about Barney, but uh, this is a very personal song. First of all, because, um, you know, I started to um, learn English from my masters and my teachers were mostly uh, Lou Reed and John Cale and the early, early Velvet Underground I started to listen to. And I'm, I'm forever thankful, thankful for that uh, and also for the gift of music. Um, but Lou was, was always uh, very close to my heart as a person as well. And... Um, he eventually guided me uh, to love as well, because uh, as I was working on this big ocean liner as an auctioneer, uh, that's where I met uh, my girlfriend. And uh, the first time we talked for hours was about Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground next to a pile of garbage. Ah, so uh, interesting touchstone. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's 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 represented in the song as well, right. and then see, see. you know I haven't haven't seen her for eight years and uh, well, almost eight months now again, and uh, this song is sort of my love letter for her. Ah, uh, beautiful. Let's ask Barty. What's his uh, most important p- part of the piece? Barty, meg tudod mondani melyik a legfontosabb szám az albumra számodra és miért? Számomra piramis a legfontosabb, mert ott valahogy, valahogy elkaptam azt a teljes érzést, amit szerettem volna kihozni az egészből, és az, az egy ilyen nagy utazás volt, ami, nem is tudom, hogy fejezzem ki magam, ami így révbe ért, ami szerintem a csúcspontja az egésznek, bár még nem járunk annál számnál, de ezt tudom kiemelni. És mi az, ami jelent neked az utazás? Hát ez a belső lelki utazás, amikor így megutazod magad. So Barney, Barney says uh, his most important song would be Pyramids, you know, the closing song. The closing one. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, did he give you a reason why? Yes, because uh, he considers uh, his life as a spiritual journey. And uh, he says he captured the meaning of this whole journey uh, in this song, the best ever. Like he, he finds this as a flawless song to experience, experience uh, uh, his journey if you listen to the song. Oh, okay. And research? Uh, research was Barney's pick 
uh, for the album, I, w- I would rather have uh, discarded it <laughs> because uh, we had a few fights over it. We normally uh, have these fights in the car while he's uh, driving me because I, you know, I don't drive. I'm lazy to learn uh, driving, and uh, uh, he's driving me to the rehearsal room. And uh, then we listen to music, like other music or our songs, what we plan to do today. And I was like, there's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing for this song because I found that the drums sound like Despacito. <laughs> now that I told it, everybody will listen to it as Despacito. Uh, um, I don't want that. So it's, I, you know, I wrote the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, he just said, I, I fucking hated this song. That's really true. I, I, I totally, I was like, I was like, we are not making this album if, if you want this song on it. And he's like, you're not making the album if you don't want it. Yeah. So the, we would call this the bone of contention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, but you're open-minded to include it. And you know, it takes a lot of colors to make a rainbow, right? Yes, yes, okay, indeed. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote the lyrics back at the Black Sea uh, in a lifeguard tower, watching the sea. Yeah. Um, thinking about my life. Well, I'd never thought that this is going to be fitting for this song, but eventually, you know. It worked out. That's great. Now, look, yeah. you told me in an email, number four is coming. It is. It is on, on its way. Um, you know, we made this... Uh, impromptu decision of uh, recruiting some more members to the project. Uh, we are um, just having a bass player, a really good bass player. Um, we worked with before and he really found that uh, this this music would be a, a good addition to his musical color plate or whatever you call it. Palette, uh, I don't know. And also a new guitar player. So Barney will play drums and guitar uh, if we perform these songs live. Ah. And we hope that we can do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so gigs. Yeah, yeah, everybody get vaccinated up. Gigs, gigs in the future. Uh, so I can I, but for my show and for the listeners, can't wait to get the recorded version. Is the bass man going to be and the guitar man going to be involved with the recording or are you just going to work them up for live gigs? No, we really hope that they, they are getting, uh, getting involved. Uh, we have two pieces uh, that we were working on, uh, but they are not final whatsoever. So we just probably keep it uh, this way and just introduce the, those pieces to them and see what they say. Oh, man. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. And when you get it done, please bring, and you and Barty come back on the show, and let's let's do what we did with this one. No question about it. Thanks uh, very much. Yeah. Good boy, Barna. Guys, you're beautiful. I love what you're doing. You're very inspiring. You make me want to write another opera almost. But I'm near done with one. I didn't write the libretto. Charlie Plymel did. But 14 of the 15 parts are done. Me and Petra doing something called Planet Chernobyl. And the name of our project is Pelican Man. Because a pelican, you know, only has a voice as a baby. When they grow up, they got no song. So you have to Yeah, you got to do it with music, right? Beautiful no, having you cats on. One. Can't I can't wait to listen to that one. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Uh, and I can't wait for your thing. People, it's been April 6, 2021 in Dishwap Peter Show. Keep your powder dry.